the GD Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. Welcome to the GD Mike Novak Show, and we've got some cool, really cool gardening stuff for you today. We do a lot of gardening stuff on the GD Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Today, something you might have heard of, and you probably, it's in the back of your mind someplace Mm -hmm. if you're a gardener, something called straw bale gardening. Um, and we've got the guy who started it. His story ended up in the... I, well, I interviewed him, and you'll find out when we talk about this. I interviewed him six years ago, not quite six years ago, uh, when his first book came out. And since then, wow, has this taken off. And basically, you take a straw bale, you put it in your yard, you plant stuff, yeah, harvest. How difficult can that be? Well, he'll tell you. Before we get to that... This GD podcast is brought to you by the Envy Heater. The Envy Heater is a super-efficient wall-mounted electric panel heater that looks great in any setting and heats up a room in just minutes. Costing only $0.04 per hour to run, the Envy Heater is a great product for people looking to reduce their carbon footprint and save money. Safety is a priority. They're great for homes with small children and pets because of their cool-to-the-touch design. It's easy to install Envy, and you can do it yourself in just a few minutes. Have more heat when and where you want it, and spend less money with the Envy Heater. That's spelled E-N-V-I-H-E-A-T-E-R. Find out more about the Envy Heater at eheat.com. So let's bring in Joel Karsten, who is the author of Straw Bale Solutions. He's a famous guy now, and I talked to you, I talked to you first in 2013, you weren't quite as famous, although you were on the cusp of becoming really, really famous. Wow, uh, it seems like a long time ago, doesn't it, Mike? It Boy, was. I tell it, you. I know. I, I was kind of surprised at how long it had been. It's about five and a half years since you and I talked. And you were in the studio with me when I was at hmm. uh, uh, another radio station that shall go unnamed. And uh, uh, we talked about the book that you had just published, which was uh, Straw Bale Gardening. And yep. And now you're into your third book. In fact, I got the book here. Hold on one second. Strawbell Solutions was the third, and I have a fourth with this publisher coming out this spring, coming out in March. So yeah, we're we're they're constantly looking for more stuff on Strawbell Gardening because it's become quite popular. So uh, you you, th- you think like five <laughs> five hundred thousand people who are practicing straw bale gardening. And, um, or as he says, half a million straw bale gardeners can't be wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose they could be, but I don't think they are. Um, yeah. And so, Joel, congratulations. Uh, Thank back, you. Back when you and I talked in 2013, uh, your first book had just come out, You had ju- and that had just been reviewed <laughs> in, as you say, a little publication on the East Coast called the New York Times, uh, and that had to really sort of give you a jump start. In fact, it's the article that caught my attention. Uh, and uh, and I can't believe that you were actually in Chicago at the time. So you came into the studio and we and we talked about it. And I was one of those uh, people because I am a skeptic at heart. Um, I thought, OK, this is kind of gimmicky. Uh, let's see how this works. And, and, and uh, I'm in uh, good company 
as you know, because a lot of people felt exactly the same way. And in fact, when you were starting to do straw bale gardens, you weren't quite sure if this was all going to work. Yeah, it was all an experiment when Mm -hmm. I first started doing it. You know, I called a bunch of my old professors at the university and said, here's my idea. This is what I'm thinking about doing. And all of them told me it wouldn't work. (laughs) So, and I said, well, has anybody actually ever tried it? And they said, well, no, not that we know of, but I called around to a bunch of different universities with good horticulture programs and asked the question. And everybody said, we don't think it'll work very well, but you know, if it does, let us know. And so, you know, I, I certainly wasn't the first one to ever do this, I'm sure. Um, but I sort of developed a method for a foolproof method for how to make it work for anybody. And certainly now people have proven all around the world that it it works really well. Well, uh, except that uh, there's a, the article that, that the article that sort of gave you the springboard in the New York times actually talks about straw bale gardening that was done in earlier decades. It just never caught on in the same way that you're doing it probably because there wasn't a system like the right, one, the yeah. one you've said. I mean, now six years. Well, actually, you're like ten years down the road from when you first started experimenting with this. And if you read the book, man, you've got this down to literally a science. Uh, yeah. And so now you're ready for any. And that's one of the wonderful things about your new book, Straw Bale Solutions. And you can go to my website, mikenovak.net, and uh, see all the links there. Uh, and if you don't want to go to my website. You want to bypass my website? I don't like you very much, but if you want, where can folks go, Joel, if they want to they, just go to yours? They could go, of course, they can always visit our website, strawbellgardens.com, but they can go to any of their local bookstores. Most mm-hmm. independent bookstores carry my books, as do, you know, all the big chains, Barnes and Noble, and of course, the, the big A online, uh, Amazon carries it. But, um, yeah, they can find information anywhere. I mean, if you Google about straw bale gardening mm-hmm. now, you'll find there's lots of information out there, not just my material, but, you know, people have taken my material and, and expanded upon that. Yeah. So there's a lot of information out there online that people can get their hands on. You know, if you want a really good reference book for long term, you know, if this is going to be something you're going to do, then then buying a, a copy of one of my books is going to be a good investment. Straw bale gardens, is probably the one if you're a, if you want the how to information. Strawbell Solutions is a little different book. I, if you got yeah. a chance to thumb through it, it's really stories right. about 28 gardeners from all around the world, uh, 12 countries, five, six continents that uh, where people have successfully grown strawbell gardens in places where they couldn't solve their gardening problems with any other traditional methods. And straw bale gardening was able to solve those problems. So it's a it's a book I'm proud of, but it's mm-hmm. not really the how to. The how to book is straw bale gardens. So oh, let's yes. go back to that one. This is more the inspiring. It's more inspiring than how to. Yeah, yeah, the inspiring and the problem solving. And what I liked in there was so many of these people now have Facebook pages and websites, and they tell their stories. So yeah. uh, I think we should start at the top, which is. Explain very briefly what straw sure. bale gardening is, because here we're talking about solutions right. and stories, and and a lot of folks are probably thinking, what right. what what what, what is all of this? Yeah, what so is this? Let's... Well, that's the the illusion of straw bale gardening is that you're planting vegetables in in straw. That's the illusion, and it's really not true. What you're actually planting vegetables in is very recently decomposed straw. But the outside is still going to look like a straw bale. The inside is going to very quickly become early stage soil or compost. Uh, 
And we do that by accelerating Mother Nature's natural process where she grows bacteria inside of this bale. But we accelerate that by adding what bacteria like to eat, which is nitrogen. You can do this organically with blood meal. Or if you're just a traditional gardener, you could use lawn fertilizer as long as it doesn't have any chemicals or anything in it. And that nitrogen source feeds the bacteria. They very quickly replicate and colonize that entire bale. And then they begin to metabolize the straw. And they actually break the straw the stalks down into cells, the cells down into molecules, and then each of those molecules is reused to build new cells of new plants that emerge out of that bale. So there's a lot of biology that happens inside there, but really all you need to understand is that the inside of that bale is going to become early stage soil. It won't look like soil, but it's going to have the same properties as soil, where it has free ions that can be absorbed by the roots of a new plant. Um, so it's simple. But there's a lot of complexity when it comes to biology happening inside of that bale. Yeah, one of the complexities is the uh, the idea of ions, all right? Um, I, I have some questions about this, and I'll get to them in a second. But sure. one of my first questions is, in a lot of reading I've done about gardening and different gardening techniques, I've never seen the emphasis on ions the way you emphasize it. Why is that, and what's what are you trying to tell people? Well, basically what I'm, I'm trying to explain to people as simply as I can, how the chemistry really works. How, how do plants build cells? And they, they do that by absorbing, everybody remembers osmosis from uh-huh. third grade science, right? They absorb their root tissue, um, ions come up against that root tissue, and the osmotic pressure inside that root is lower than outside, and that allows those ions to shift through that root tissue and be absorbed into the the roots of the plant. And then those those ions that come in work together to form compounds, which help to create the cell walls and the structure of each of the cells. And that's what emerges out of the ground very rapidly. That becomes the seedling. It becomes the stem and that becomes the leaf. And then it forms the seed and, and uh, up comes your new plant out of that bale. Now, those, those ions, those molecules those cells never disappear. Of course, we harvest some seeds and that goes off to market your oats or wheat seeds or whatever, but the stalks are still there. So all of the cells that created that root, that tissue, that stem and leaf tissue, they're still there. All we need to do is use mother nature's other tools, which are insects and worms and fungi and mold. And then the heavy lifter, the one we can't see is bacteria to metabolize, to sort of chew up those cells for lack of better explanation here, to chew them up, to metabolize them and break the cells back down into molecules, which a charged molecule, individual molecule is referred to as an ion or a cation, depending on its charge. And then those become free to form something new, to get absorbed through the roots of something new and form a new plant. So what last year was an ion trapped inside of a cell of a tomato plant, this year could become an ion trapped inside of a cell in your potato plant or your beets or whatever comes out of that garden. So it's Mother Nature recycling the same ions over and over again. Hmm. Oh, okay, folks, there's going to be a quiz about this afterwards. <laughs> just just letting you know. Uh, Straw Bale Solutions is the book, and uh, um, you'll find it fascinating because you do put enough in there about straw bale gardening, even though this is, you know, the next step forward in stories of people, you're going to find some interesting stories that apply to you. For instance, I found a story in there that applied to me. 
uh, which is and 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 ironically not or or interestingly I guess not ironically, it's in Illinois. Yeah, it, it's the story about how they had bad soil in Marion, Illinois, and took a straw bale gardens at a community and, garden, in community garden, and put the straw bale uh, out there so that they wouldn't have to worry about contaminated soil. And and then you raise the question that I have in a yard where I want to grow tomatoes, but I've grown them for the last two years, and I don't I don't want to tempt fate by putting tomatoes in the same place again this year. And I'm thinking, you know what? I got to get some straw bales mm-hmm. and just do it that way. And that way I'm protecting, I'm giving the soil a break. Um, and that should work, shouldn't it, Joel? Absolutely. Yeah, crop rotation is key to a successful vegetable garden. But where you can't rotate crops, you can certainly rotate the soil. And that just means putting a new bale underneath those plants. You know, you're probably going to need a new bale every two years or so. So you're never going to get long-term exposure of that plant inside that bale, which would accumulate diseases or insect problems. Right. Um, so it's a great solution for somebody with a small space that doesn't have room really to, to do normal crop rotation. All right. That's Joel Karsten. He's the author of Straw Bale Solutions. We've got more coming up, so stick around. You can go to his website. You can go to mine and pick up a copy of the book. Mike Novak with Peggy Nolecki. We'll be right back. Want to get more active to help the environment, fight climate change, advocate for wildlife, reduce waste, and change policy? Postcard campaigns are a great way to help, and PowerPost makes it super easy. PowerPost is the first eco-advocacy subscription box giving busy environmentalists like you a simple way to make your voice heard. Every month you'll receive postcards, stamps, writing materials, addresses, and information about a specific environmental issue, including research, talking points, links, and other ways to help. All you need to do is grab friends, family, or your favorite cup of coffee or tea and help amplify the voice for our environment. But wait, it gets better. In each box, PowerPost includes a few green goodies to introduce healthy products for better green living. No luxe beauty supplies, no trendy jewelry, just everyday items that you can easily incorporate into your life to reduce waste and pollution. Plus, surprises are fun. Amplify your activism. Sign up today at PowerPostBox.com and use the coupon code GREENDIVAS for 10% off of your first order. PowerPost. Words have power. Compost tea smells so sweet, sweet in the heat, in the hot, hot heat of summer. Stinky garbage in the kitchen sink. Yeah, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. What we're talking about is not exactly compost heaps, but something that is very similar in some respects, and that is straw bale gardening. You get your straw bale, and if, and if you read through it, basically what you do is you, you prime it in the beginning of the season. Right, Joel Karsten? Yep, that's what we call it. Conditioning is what we Condi- call it. You, call it, you call, call it conditioning. Okay. Mm-hmm. I say rev it up. Okay. Prime, prime <laughs> yep. the, you prime, Heat it up. Yep. Prime the pump. And one of the there's, a, uh, there's some things that I wrote on, uh, on my blog, on my website, about what's good about this, and... Here are just several things that straw bale solutions can do for you. Uh, Straw bales overcome the obstacle of poor soil. We just talked about that, or contaminated soil, or soil where you need to rotate crops. So that's one of the things that straw bale gardening does. Straw bales heat up faster in the spring than soil, which allows you to plant earlier. And that's a really big deal for people who have short 
gardening seasons. But it also works for people with hot gardening seasons. It's not the heating up, but the straw bale uh, manage holds moisture. Uh, that's another thing it does. Uh, so they require less water than you think. They reduce the amount of uh, backbreaking work requiring required to grow vegetables. If you don't like digging, boy, you're not going to dig with a straw <laughs> bale. You, all you're going to do is plunge your hand into it and pull out a potato, perhaps. Uh, weeds and weeding are basically eliminated. Think that one over for a few seconds, folks. Um, and... There's no need to purchase raised bed framing. It's a raised bed without the frame because it already looks neat. It's just got a little string and, uh, you know, straw in a bale shape, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And I I tell you, in Straw Bale Solutions, you see those photos of some of the creative ways that people— it's like the one in in France. That was amazing. Oh, my. They turned Straw Bale Gardening into art. It was unbelievable. Well, you're, you're convincing me, Mike. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I also liked you had in there people who were using pallets at the side, old pallets, to hold it in yeah. place, which is another recycling. Yeah. Or, yeah, they, they often use that for, they make like a, sort of like a bin that they put second year, third year bales in. When the bales start to fall apart, you can sort of reconnoiter them and put them into a little trough that you make mm-hmm. out of those just old pallets cut in half and then nail yeah. them together. Um, yeah. And that's something that, you know, you give people an idea online. We have we have over 100,000 people on our Facebook page now that do this. And there are, Mike, there are over 105 straw bale gardening groups, not just in English, but there's multiple languages on Facebook. And so wow. all of these people's focus in life is straw bale gardening. So I gave them this idea <laughs> and now they take it and run with it. And they come up with these yeah. fantastic ideas. You know, Joel, we call this a cult. All right. That's, that's you got to be careful about oh, that. You know, the cult of straw yeah. bales. But, you know, if you're going to have a cult, this is a good one. Um, all right. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do is uh, since nobody wants to ask well, a question. Because... Well, we have a question on Facebook. Oh, right. you do? Okay. What's the question there? Uh, is there anything you wouldn't recommend growing in a straw bale? Anything oh, that doesn't work yeah, well? Couple, Great question. Couple things. Don't grow sweet corn because you're only going to get about three stalks of corn out of a bale. It's it the roots are huge, um, so don't grow sweet corn. Don't grow things that are permanent like asparagus and rhubarb mm-hmm. because it takes a couple years just to get a root established. So that's not going to do well in a straw bale. Straw bales are going to decompose in a couple of years. You're you're going to have nothing left but this beautiful compost. Uh, pile laying there. Um, the other thing that hasn't done really well for me is onions. I haven't had great success with. Really? Okay. And I haven't, yeah, onions of all things. And then I also, rosemary doesn't seem to do very well. All the other <laughs> uh, herbs do fantastic. And every other vegetable I can think of does does really well. You know, things like blueberries aren't going to grow well in a straw bale. They need more acidic environment. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, any vegetable that you would normally grow in your garden soil at home is going to do even better in the straw bales. So, uh, it, who who sent that question? Mac. In? Oh, okay. Uh, thank you, Mac. That that was a great question, and 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 you know, and that takes us to to the bump music I played in here, which is the straw bale is basically in some ways a compost pile. So, if you've ever had a vine spring out of a compost pile, like I have had, and I've grown stuff out of my compost you had, pile. What cucumber or squash last year? I had uh, tomatoes come out of tomatoes. my compost. I just let them grow. And I said, okay. Eh, you know, if you want, if you want to grow, and and actually we had uh, squash as well. I've had squash, I've had mm-hmm. acorn squash. It's uh, you know, but but this is a controlled compost pile. So tell me that uh, you talked about things you cannot grow 
a lot of people, and, and you know, as for rosemary, I would, my guess would be that the inside of the compost pile is a little too moist for rosemary mm-hmm. to be sustained. What do you think about that, Joel? Yeah, I think that's probably it. And it, it likes a little more, you know, Dry. harsher yeah. soil, harsh mm-hmm. environment is what it really yeah. likes yeah. better. But So uh, how many tomato plants do you think you can grow in one uh, bale of straw? Well, it isn't the the size of the bale. It's what you do with all the vine above the bale. Right. Uh, you know, so really, if you're doing heirlooms, you, you might get two in a bale. But if you're doing hybrid tomatoes, I mean, one tomato plant in a bale is going to take up you know, the roots will fill the whole bale, but the top of that vine is going to go, you know, seven feet tall and eight, 10 feet wide. And right. you're going to get a hundred tomatoes off of it. So I advise people just one tomato. Now you can put some basil in the sides of the bale and you can do some carrots maybe around the tomato, which mm-hmm. will, which will come earlier in the season. And you could harvest those before your tomato really starts to shade everything underneath. Um, but part of the straw bale process, what, what I teach people to do in the book is to build a a trellis system above the bales, which is going to hold all this vine material. And then we're going to trellis things up that normally you wouldn't. Your cucumbers are all going to go up on this trellis. Some of your squash plants you can get up on this trellis. And that gets all the foliage up off the ground, which gives you better air circulation and will prevent um, and eliminate a lot of disease issues and insect issues as well in the garden because you get that better circulation around that foliage. Um, so it can help solve some of those problems as well. Uh, we're talking to to Joel Karsten. His n- latest book is Straw Bale Solutions. I have one quick question that uh, it's sure. been sort of bugging me uh, because, uh, you know, the science of this, you're still figuring it out 10 years down the road. Do you not? And and folks should know that you don't put your seeds right in the straw bale. Generally, you put a little potting mix on the top to help get the seeds started. So and then the seeds reach down into the bale, and that makes sense to me. Do you have any issues with uh, nitrogen being captured uh, by the decomposition and not available for the plants? Well, as long as you wait for the entire conditioning process to happen. You'll see a sort of a nitrogen sink cycle that happens inside the bale where the bales get really warm and that's when the bacteria are colonizing and they're using nitrogen. And as soon as the bacteria fully colonize the bale, then you'll see the temperature inside the bale will drop. And when that temperature drops, you know that now nitrogen is being released because those little bacteria are starting to die, and they're, when their little bodies explode, the endoplasm inside those bacteria is where that nitrogen, which is now able to be absorbed by the plant, is going to be available from. Mm-hmm. Right. So as soon as the temperature drops, that's a telltale sign that nitrogen is, is going to be available when you put your plants and you uh, need, now inside and, the bale. And you need one of those thermometers. How long do you want the thermometer to be? Yeah, you could use a compost thermometer, which are, those are usually 12, 14 inches long, or you can just use your meat thermometer attached to the end of your arm. Just stick your hand right down inside the bale. <laughs> and if it feels cool to your body, that means it's going to be under 100 degrees, and that's perfectly safe to plant. If that, it feels hot, it's too hot. Thanks, Joel. It's great stuff. I hope everybody goes out and buys a copy of Straw Bale Solutions. You can also get Straw Bale Gardening as Joel said, if you want the original book on how to do all of this stuff. And for that, you go to strawbalegardens.com. However, you can also go to mikenovak.net. In fact, do that instead. Funnel it through my website. That's what we want because I'm green. 
I am Devo. Yes, you are. We are green. We are Devo. Are we not? Are we not green? Yes, we are. Until next time, go green or go home. Uh, Stadler? Uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.